meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 24, Cognitive Dissonance. And you are going to love, love, love today's topic. And I am loving, loving, loving your comments on the podcast because when you comment, like, share, and give a five-star rating, then iTunes says, huh, this podcast, people seem to like it. Let's push it out to more people to help more people. And I am all about helping the children. So when you share this, when you comment, when you like, when you give a review, when you give a rating, it always helps more kids. So Elsa wrote, we're feeling the love. Listen to your podcast. I'm on episode nine now, almost halfway. You just make a lot of sense. I do have to write these things down just so I can soak it all up and start applying it to everyday life. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Application, baby. And then my friend Juliet says, I could listen to you all day. I love your energy and your approach to life. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Oh my goodness. All I do is read a lot of books and I study children like they're lab rats. I study my own kids. I'm at the mall and I'm studying children all the time. Like what makes them tick? How do we build more connection? Because when you have connection, you're going to have cooperation. And today we're talking about cognitive dissonance, which sounds super fancy, but in translation, it is why you don't get what you want. I have so many people that I help, whether it's trying to lose weight, build a business, have more happiness in their home, have more connection with their spouse, stop yelling at their kids, start budgeting their money, organizing their house, whatever it is, there is a distance between what you want and what you have. And my obsession is closing the gap for you, for myself, and for the people that I help. Because there is nothing more rewarding than having that light bulb go off for someone and saying, Eureka, I figured it out. Why I couldn't lose weight. Why I couldn't stop yelling. Why I was so absent in my marriage. Why my house was so messy. And once you get it, then you can get whatever you want. This is how, this is how you achieve any goal that you're going after. Whether it's building a business, losing weight, stop yelling at your kids have more connection in your marriage, whatever you're looking for, this is what's going to stop you. And it's called cognitive dissonance. And it's a really fancy psychology word. But all it really means is when your brain really hurts. This is why most people don't achieve their goals, because it hurts to go from what you have and what you want. That is a big leapfrog. There's a lot of uncomfortable feeling. There's a lot of discomfort. And so people change when the pain is high enough. If they see that picture from the wedding that they weren't expecting, that they didn't feel like they looked in those pictures, 
or when they are on the hamster wheel and they can't handle one more day of the hamster wheel, of the commute, of being away from their kids, of the exhaustion, the soul-sucking draining that the hamster wheel can sometimes be. Or they look at their house and it's just like enough is enough because the house is just too messy or they're tired of arguing with their spouse about the mess. Or if they've yelled one too many times where the brain says no more enough. And when I was at Rachel Hollis, one of the speakers said that we all have this thermostat of comfort and we have this range that we like to stay within. So we have this thermostat set at 75 degrees and we can go down around 70 and go up to about 80. But if it gets around 81 or 69, 68, 67, that's when it starts to get super uncomfortable. And that's what's called cognitive dissonance. It's the mental discomfort that you're going to have when your brain is going from one thought to the new thought. We talked about in the model that circumstances are all neutral. Your children are neutral. Your spouse is neutral. Your house is neutral. Your job is neutral. The relationship with yourself is neutral. Your parents are neutral. Your mother-in-law is neutral. They are all neutral things, neutral circumstances in your life. They do not become positive or negative until we have a thought about that neutral circumstance. Then our thoughts drive our feelings, which drive our actions, which drive our results. A lot of times we think that the circumstance is causing the feeling, but it's the thought that comes before that that causes the feeling. So instead of spending all of your time trying to change the circumstance and hitting a brick wall, whether you're trying to change a person or the number on the scale, you will always hit a brick wall. And that is why so many people are so frustrated because they're trying to change the C line in the model. So the brain just says, let's give up. This is too hard. Let's just coast. It's more efficient. This is too much. Or they start the goal. And as they start to get some traction, then something happens where their mother-in-law says a random offhanded comment. Their husband brings home pizza and they're trying to lose weight. They're trying to build a business online. And then the sister-in-law says something random off-colored. And they're like, yep, it was meant to be. The brain says, yep, I was right. Let's just coast. Let's be more efficient. Because the brain always wants to be right. So it looks for something called confirmation bias. It looks for evidence of whatever we're telling to look for. So the cognitive dissonance is almost like the brain is fighting and saying, I know you want this new thing, but remember the brain only likes to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So anything new hurts the brain. It tells the brain, this is a bad idea. And remember I talked about in previous episodes about the way the brain works. We have 60,000 thoughts a day, 80% of them default to the negative without mind management, and 90 to 95% of those thoughts are unconscious thoughts, which means we've thought them so many times that the brain likes to keep thinking it over and over and over, even if the thoughts are painful, like telling ourselves, I've always been fat. I have a bad thyroid. It's going to be like this forever. I can never lose weight. I just should give up and be a size 20 for the rest of my life. I guess this is the way it's meant to be. The brain has thought it so many times that when you go to challenge that thought, it'll be like telling the brain that the sky isn't blue. That is called cognitive dissonance. The distance between the old unintentional thought and the new thought. So to go from, I have always been fat, and then you're going to tell your brain 
You've always thought the thought, I've been fat, I've been fat, I've been fat, over and over. You've thought it so many times, maybe you've even been told it by your parents, that to go from that to I love my body, that is a big jump. That is called cognitive dissonance. This is where it's going to feel icky, uncomfortable, and almost as if you're lying to yourself. And so the unconscious brain, remember, it's in charge of 90 95% of our thinking. So things that it's always thought, it likes to be on autopilot. It likes to think the same, same things over and over and over because it's seeking pleasure, it's avoiding pain, and it's being efficient. That's the brain's job. That's the amygdala's job. That's its only job. So when we try to change the thinking, first step is to be aware of our thinking. Like when I didn't go 24 hours without complaining, I'm like, oh, that's going to be easy. And then I couldn't believe how much I was complaining in my head about everything, about people, about traffic, about the weather, the people at the grocery store. I was complaining about all the things inside my head. So when I became aware of that, I was so shocked. And then I started to change some of those thinking. And that is called cognitive dissonance. When you are aware of your thinking and then you want to create new thoughts because all thoughts are optional. Remember that. They're just sentences in your mind. You can choose any sentence that you want. And when you go to challenge that unconscious thinking and become more conscious of your thinking and choose the thoughts on purpose, that, my friend, feels terrible and awful and uncomfortable and confusing. But that, my friend, is how you get your goals, how you create change. And I love the saying, change is hard at first messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. Robin Sharma said it. And that is so true. Because it's almost like I've said in a previous podcast, like I just changed my password on my phone and you would have thought that you would get it after like a couple of days of putting in the old password. But I have a new password. And I keep putting in the old one, keep putting in the old one because I'm on autopilot. I'm not thinking about it. the unconscious is so used to putting in the old numbers that when I go to put in the new number, it causes more work. And the brain doesn't like to work. The brain is actually very lazy. It likes to coast. Remember what we talked about after about age 25? It's like Play-Doh that's left out overnight. So when a teacher comes in and says your teacher, your child is an angel, it's like the brain starts to like spaz out and says, no, that's not possible. Have you seen them at home? Or someone compliments your husband. You're like, uh, what? Or someone compliments the way you look. You're so used to thinking the old thinking that it challenges it. And so that unconscious thinking has been there since you were born. And those are thoughts put there by somebody else, by society, by conditioning, by your parents, by coaches, by teachers, by your friendship circle, by yourself. The thoughts you say to yourself, you've said them so many times, your brain starts to believe it. So then when you go to challenge it, no bueno. When I was younger, for some reason, this is stuck in my unconscious mind, and I can say it so automatic that I don't even have to think about it. It's like singing my ABCs. If I asked you to sing your ABCs, you would be able to do it in a nanosecond. For some reason, when I was like six years old, I watched a Lee Press on Nails commercial. And it is stuck in my unconscious brain that I don't even have to think about it and I can recite the whole thing. If you were to listen to it side by side with the commercial from like 1980, it would be sound like this. These are the amazing Lee press-on nails. They press on in seconds. No glue, no mess. Simply press on Lee's super stick tabs. Then press on Lee press-on nails. That's all. Easy on, easy off. Use them again and again. They just won't break or split. Polish and they're nearly impossible to chip. So press on. Lee press-on nails in natural and glamour length in a variety of sizes for a quick, easy fit. Press on. 
Now, I promise on a stack of Bibles, I am not reading that, nor did I rehearse it. I haven't said it in probably, I don't know, a year, maybe longer, only because I've spoken about this before and I've had to use that as an example. That's the only reason why I've recited it. But I don't have to say it for another 20 years and it's stuck there forever. That is unconscious thinking. If I asked you what your address was or your phone number was for when you were five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 99% of people can remember it because that is unconscious thinking. You've thought it so many times that you don't even have to think about it to think about it. And this is something, controlling your mind and managing your mind is something to do every single day. It's like getting up and brushing your teeth because every single morning, your brain sleeps overnight and all the unconscious thinking is wide awake. The unconscious mind never sleeps. So when you have dreams, when you have thoughts, when you have whatever, when you're dreaming, that's when it's wide awake. In your conscious brain, that's when it actually falls asleep. So if someone wakes up from a slumber and they've just lost a loved one, their immediate, without thinking is to call that loved one or text that loved one or check on that loved one. And then the brain has to kind of remember that that loved one is now gone. So when you're going through this process, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to tell your brain that we're going to start thinking some new thinking and talk to your brain like it's a three-year-old little toddler that's scared. It's okay, little brain. It's okay, brain. We're going to start to think some new thoughts, thoughts that serve us, thoughts that give us our new goals that we're after. And it's going to feel awful and terrible, and that's okay, because you're going to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So you're going to take a couple steps back from your own mind and look at your thinking, and then challenge your thinking. And here are some examples of an old thought might be, my house is a mess. The new thought that you're going after is, I'm like Marie Kondo. I'm organized. Now that is a big leap to go from my house is a mess to I'm like Marie Kondo. So what Brooks suggests is having a bridge thought between the old thought and the new thought. So the old thought might be my house is a mess. It is too big of a leap for the brain to go from my house is a mess to I'm like Marie Kondo. So she offers something called a bridge thought. It's almost like, you know, when you're playing the game of leapfrog, let's say there's five people in line you're leapfrogging from one to five, and that's the brain's going to abort that altogether and say, this is too big of a leap. So you have these bridge thoughts, which will be frogs two and three to get you to number five. Because remember, everything, the, the, the stuff in the house is all neutral. Our thoughts about the stuff in the house is what we have control over. So my house is a mess. We're jumping to all the way to leapfrog five of I'm like Marie Kondo. So something in the middle of that could be something like, I have a house. I live in this house. You have to play around with different thoughts that act as bridge thoughts to get you to the new thought if it's so far away that you're off in the yonder can't see. Did I just say yonder? It's so far off that you can't even see it. So you have to have some leapfrogs in the middle to bridge the gap between the unintentional thought, which you're thinking over and over and over, to the new thought. I used the example before, I've always been fat. You've thought it so many times. Even using the F word, talking about yourself, no bueno, not okay, but you've thought it so many times that you think it, the circumstance is the scale, whatever that number is. And then the thought is I've always been fat. So then the feeling might be sadness. Then the action will be to eat 
or inaction of doing nothing, just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. And then the result will be the scale stays the same. And this is why people don't change. But nothing changes if nothing changes, because change is very scary. It's very uneasy. And it's like you're holding onto the side of the pool and you want to go to the other side of the pool, except you're not sure if you can swim. And then the water starts to get super rocky. And then you don't have a life preserver. You're not sure how to swim. You might go underwater. So the brain would like to keep thinking the old thinking, even though it's uncomfortable and causing us pain and not getting us the results that we want, because the river of misery to get from one side of the pool to the other side of the pool feels too scary. But when you know that this is happening and this is all part of the human experience, then you can override the brain and tell the brain and talk to the brain like it's a little kid and say, we're going to think some new thoughts. It's okay, brain. We're going to go to the other side of this pool now and I'm, everything's going to be okay. A lot of times people tell themselves over and over and over that they're a procrastinator. So the T in the model is I'm a procrastinator. And to jump from leapfrog one of I'm a procrastinator to leapfrog five, I get things done all the time, is a big leap. So a bridge thought between those two thoughts could be, I keep promises to myself 50% of the time. See how that's different? It helps the brain kind of ease into it and tease out how far it seems that leapfrog one to leapfrog five. So we have a couple leapfrog thoughts in between to bridge the gap between those two thoughts until we get to leapfrog five. Because you're telling the brain it's not so scary, so you start thinking these new thoughts. And then as you're thinking the new thoughts, the brain says, huh, this isn't so scary. I bet we could do a little bit more and a little bit more. It's kind of like when you're training for a 5K. The couch to 5K program is so powerful because it says you're on the couch now, but you're going to get to a 5K. The brain's like, no way is that ever going to happen that I could run or even walk a 5K. But then you look at the plan and it's like leapfrog, leapfrog one, leapfrog two. Week one, you're just walking. You're just walking to the mailbox. Then you walk to the mailbox and then you go to the first electrical light pole. Then day two, mailbox, electrical light pole, first lake. And you keep building and building and building. And that's the same way that it works when you're trying to think new thoughts. But just know that it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel yucky. It's going to feel like it's all wrong. But you're so tired of feeling tired or you're so tired of yelling or you're so tired of the insanity of rinse, repeat, same day, same problem. Next day, same day, same problem. You're so tired of that rinse repeat that that pain is your greatest portal to growth. When you see that picture, when you see the house so messy, when you feel that disconnection with your spouse, when you're yelling one too many times that your throat hurts at the end of the day, you're going to get so tired of feeling so tired that you're going to say, you know what? Maybe I should start thinking some new thoughts. And then the brain's going to say, ha ha, that's not a good idea. And then that thermostat of comfort, you're going to move down and you're going to move and you're going to move slowly but surely. And then it's going to get in the 60s because remember, it's used to 75 and it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to run back. To, you're going to want to run back to the other side of the pool. But you keep telling your brain enough is enough. Enough is enough. We are going to change this. 
I have a lot of people who reach out to me and they tell themselves over and over and over, I'm an emotional eater. I'm an emotional eater. Whenever there's an emotion, I eat. Whenever there's an emotion, I eat. Whenever I feel sad, I eat. Whenever I feel mad, I eat. Whenever I feel happy, I eat. I'm an emotional eater. So confirmation bias will only prove that over and over and over. So when emotion comes up, then there's the ding dong. There's the Twinkie. There's the donut. So it rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So when you start to think a new thought of, I eat food for fuel, my body is a temple, thinking more along those lines, that's a far leap. So to go from I'm an emotional eater to I eat food for fuel is a big jump. So a leapfrog thought or a bridge thought could be, I eat food or I feel my emotions. Emotions aren't scary. You have to play around with different thoughts. And that's why I love working with people one-on-one because we'll tease out the old thought and the new thought, and then we can create bridge thoughts in between. If the new thought is too painful or feels too much of like a lie, we will figure out what the leapfrog thoughts are to get you to your new thought. A lot of times I have people reach out to me and they're saying, my husband, he's a jerk. I don't like him. He's an a-hole. And I'm like, well, you signed up for this dude. Are you in an arranged marriage? So to go from my husband's a jerk to I love my husband might be too big of a leap. But a bridge thought could be, I have a husband. My husband works hard. I chose my husband. See how those are all bridge thoughts to get you to I love my husband? And the coolest thing is, whatever your thoughts are, your feelings follow. So sometimes we're creating thoughts in our own mind that are hurting our own feelings, that are draining us, that are not serving us, that perpetuate the problem. It's like we're punching ourselves in the face over and over and over, and then someone comes by and says, you know what, that punching on yourself in the face is optional. And you're like, huh? And that's what conscious living is all about. I want everybody to say, huh? Maybe my husband isn't a jerk. Maybe my kids aren't B-R-A-T-S. I can't even say the word about kids. Maybe my child isn't strong-willed. Oh, huh? And then it starts to have the brain think new thoughts. Because remember, nothing's wrong right now. It's all we're doing is updating the app, and that's called our brain. Every single day, we press the update button. Update, it's like brushing the teeth. Sometimes I have moms reach out to me, and they'll say, my husband never helps around the house. So how do you get from my husband never helps to my husband does it all? My husband always helps. That's a big leap. So you could say, my husband works hard. That could be a bridge thought. Because whatever you tell your brain to look for, it will find. So if you tell yourself, my husband never helps, you will find a husband that never helps. I promise you that. Because my husband never helps is a very negative thinking. So your feeling is depressed, overwhelmed, feeling alone. So the action might be to pull away, not be friendly, be bitter critter, pointy lips. I call it the pointy lip syndrome where you're just secretly seething underneath the pointy lips. And the husband's going, I ain't warming up to that porcupine and pulls away, doesn't help. And the result is your husband doesn't help. Sometimes parents reach out to me and says, my child is strong-willed or my child is a BRAT. So a new thought could be, my child is a child of God. My child is a miracle. I prayed for this child. My child is a one in 400 trillion chance of being on this planet. That's a big leap from my child is a strong-willed B-R-A-T. So maybe a bridge thought could be, I have a child. And then you kind of go towards and you every day 
you update the app, update the app, and get closer and closer to your new intentional conscious living thought. This is hard work. And this is why most people don't stop doing the same old, same old. Because they, even though they don't like being overweight, to think new thoughts seems more exhausting than the extra 50 to 100 pounds that they're carrying. Even though they feel guilt and shame for yelling at their spouse or their child, changing that and looking within and putting the mirror up is much harder than it is to just keep yelling and screaming and having and just falling asleep with guilt and shame and just thinking that that's the normal cocktail to fall asleep to is guilt and shame. The messy house, very stressful, very overwhelming. To change into an organized house, beautiful, beautiful journey. Feels amazing to be in an organized house. But the brain says that's too far of a leap. That's too painful. Let's just keep living in the mess. But when you have new thoughts that feel uncomfortable, you go through the river of misery, all of a sudden the organized house is a byproduct of the thinking. We want to change the house, want to change the house, want to change the house. has nothing to do with the house. It has to do with your thoughts about your house. My favorite is my child is giving me a hard time. I hear that so I have hundreds of emails saying my child is giving me a hard time. They're doing this. They're doing this. It's almost as if parents are tattling on their children over and over and over. And I simply say, let's change that thinking from my child is giving me a hard time to my child is having a hard time. Children do not know how to regulate their emotions without our help. I want to put that on a billboard somehow, somewhere. Children have no idea how to emotionally regulate these huge feelings and vibrations going through their body. And they're kind of spazzing out going, mom, dad, can you help me? This is an emergency. And then we're flipping out with them and they're like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. So we're teaching them because lessons are always caught and they're never taught. They're modeled and embodied. They're absorbed from us over and over and over. A lot of times parents will come to me or moms will come to me or just people will come to me that don't have kids and they'll say, I just hate myself. So how do you jump from I hate myself to I'm a miracle or I love myself? Big leap, right? So a bridge thought could be looking at baby pictures of when you were a baby in the hospital to kind of remember who you were and who you once were. To remember that you're a child of God, that you were that baby in the hospital, that you're a miracle, that you're a one in 400 trillion chance of being on this planet. Updating the app, updating the sentences, because our thoughts are all optional. We don't have to keep thinking the same thinking. When you change your thinking, you will change your feelings, which changes your actions, which changes your results. That's when you lose weight. That's when your house gets organized. That's when you stop yelling altogether because it's a non-negotiable. That's when you have more connection in your marriage. That's when you have a better relationship with yourself. You have to go through the river of misery from the old thought to the new thought and let go of the side of the pool and know that you're able to swim and the brain is going to try to stop you. Circumstances will come up, comments will be made, and that's okay. You're going to know that that's part of the turbulence. That's part of the water. When I started getting healthy, the comments and health shaming that I got when I was trying to get healthy were out of control. I started getting healthy, getting off McDonald's. People were like, oh, you're obsessed. Don't give Kelly any of that cake. Don't even let Kelly look at that. Oh, look at Kelly's looking at me. I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? Would you rather me go to McDonald's and be overweight? There's so much health shaming. I have a friend who doesn't drink. 
every single time she gets the third degree of why she's not drinking. Why not? That's so weird. Why don't she just have one? What's the big deal? And it's like she's the spotlight is over her because she doesn't drink. The same thing will happen whenever you start to change, because not only is it stepping out of your comfort zone, the people around you, their comfort zones are now rocked a little bit because they're used to putting you in your box and they have you in a box in their brain. And so when you change, because you're trying to update your app, it's going to jilt and rock other people's comfort zones as well, because now you're not in that box of the one who's obsessed with McDonald's. Or they'll say, oh, you're too skinny. You're too obsessed. Why are you trying to change? Why not? Why don't you just keep drinking? Why don't you keep doing what you've been doing? Why don't you keep going to McDonald's? Why are you trying to organize your house? These comments were only rocking their own comfort zone. So just know to expect that. And that's part of the turbulent water. And that's part of getting from one side of the pool to the other side of the pool. I have so many people that email me upset with their mother-in-law. They'll say, I hate my mother-in-law. I can't stand her. She's just brutal. And so how do you get from I can't stand my mother-in-law to I love my mother-in-law? That is a big leap for some. So I try to encourage, how about focusing on what your mother-in-law produced and raised this beautiful human being that is now someone that you chose to spend the rest of your life with? Let's leapfrog into that. So when you go to make change, things will happen. You'll want to go back to that old pair of jeans because it's going to feel more comfortable. People will tell you you can't lose weight. People will tell you this is dumb. People will tell you you can't quit your job. But just know that that is what you're thinking inside and that's why it stings. And just know that that's part of the process because they're scared for you. They don't want you to get hurt. Just like your brain is telling you, let's not do this. We're going to get hurt. We're going to die. Go back in the cave. Stop it right now. That's what your brain's going to do. That's what my brain tells me when I go to do a podcast or I try to help someone step out of my comfort zone and be vulnerable with someone else. They're like, stop it, abort immediately. And I am so onto myself now that I can hear my brain doing it. And I know that it's my brain doing its job. So I don't get mad. I don't add self-loathing on top of what my brain's doing. I just talk to it like it's, I, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to do this anyway. I know you're scared. Change is hard. That's why when people try to lose weight for a wedding or for a cruise or for to get in a bikini season, it doesn't last because they've moved the thermostat for a temporary time frame. And then when the wedding's over, the cruise is over, the bikini season is over, the brain's like, let's go back to 75 degrees. This is insane. This 60, 65 is too much. It's too cold. But the cool thing is if you stay at 60, 65, then it's your new way of thinking. And then you can't even remember the thermostat at being at 75. Just like I can't remember my old password now because now I've started to say it. Just like I was talking about in the last podcast about when we our child goes to a new grade level. It kind of sputters out of our mouth and we stutter through it until we say it so many times. Now I can say my kids are in third and sixth, third and sixth, third and sixth. Next year, it's going to feel so awkward to say fourth and seventh. Are you kidding me? I can't even, my brain just like started spazzing out because it's a new thought. And so I have to kind of ease my way into it and not have self-loathing because it's hard to get to the new thought, but know that this is cognitive dissonance. This is what happens in every single stinking honking situation, no matter what. 
This is going to happen if you try to make more money, if you try to get another job, if you try to build a business, if you try to open up a business, if you try to lose weight, if you try to have more connection in your marriage, if you try to stop yelling, if you try to start working out, if you start to even start flossing your teeth, that change from old thought to new thought is going to feel very uncomfortable and very awkward and why most people don't achieve their goals. And that is called cognitive dissonance. But the best news I have for you is that when you get so tired of feeling tired and you're ready to move that thermostat from 75 to whatever temperature you want, you will know that this is part of the process and then you'll get comfortable feeling uncomfortable because you know that this is the difference between where you are and where you want to be. So just know to expect it. Know that it's, it's your brain doing its job and nothing has gone wrong. Keep going. Keep swimming. Let go of the wall. The other side of the wall is so much freedom and so much harmony and so much happiness, but you have to love where you are now to get to where you want to go and focus on your thinking. Because as I've said a million and a half times, circumstances are all neutral. Your mother-in-law, your weight, your children, your husband, your house, your bank account is all neutral. It's your thinking about your circumstance, which drives your feelings, which drives your actions, which drives your results. When you know this, you won't spend your life trying to change the sea. I am here to tell you, I spent years trying to change the sea, and I felt like I was beating my head against a brick wall. However, when I started to change my T's, which is my thinking about my C's, my life changed forever. My relationship with my children, off the charts connection. Yelling is only if we're having a dance party. My connection and with David, off the charts, amazing, light, fun, easy, no arguing. It's like, what? It's like magic. Nothing in my life changed, but everything changed because I stopped spending all my time in the sea line. My house is pretty organized. My relationship with myself is better. I'm helping more people as I build a business online. It's like, what is going on? It's like magic when I focused on the T-line because all of that controlling energy that I was putting in the C-line, I transferred all that controlling energy to the T-line. And then I saw that once I controlled my thoughts, that drove my feelings, which drove my actions, which drove my results. And that led to more harmony in the home. But I will warn you, it feels very uncomfortable. It feels very weird. It feels very fish out of water kind of feeling. It feels very, very vulnerable. But it is 7,000% worth it. And I will spend my life paying it forward and teaching others how to do the same. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, 
send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.